0: Hey, what's going on everybody? This is episode 31 of the same show, the show about nothing and everything. I got a really good friend of mine on this time. I know I got a lot of good friends that come on this show, a really talented individual, really driven and goal oriented. And so many words I can use to describe this person. Professional dancer, choreographer, Emmanuel Showtime Millette. How you doing,
1: Manny? Hey, man. Look, I'm just honored and humbled to be here and to share your audience with you. You trusted me (laughs) to talk to, you know, your people. Amen. So I'm feeling good, man. I'm blessed, bro.
0: How you feeling? Great, great. I'm good, I'm good. I appreciate you asking. I'm happy to have you on. I'm ecstatic. It's nice to I, I usually have a lot of positions on here and, you know, different people on the business side of the music industry. So it's nice to have somebody on that does something different every now and then outside of you know your typical singing or, you know, promotions or, you know, talent booking, those kinds of things that <laughs> I you know, the people I usually have on do. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm excited to have you on and talk to you, and you know, again, let the listeners, you know, learn a little bit about you and everything you got going on. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. Today we're going to talk about dance culture, competing, and supporting, and then we're going to introduce our trending topic. Followed by all of that, we're going to have an interview uh, with Manny, so that you all can learn about him, what he what he does, and everything that he's got going on as well. So go ahead and start the conversation dance culture obviously you know a whole lot about this and prior to the recording i was thinking about it you know especially you know me being you know heavily involved on the music side and of course a lot of the conversation as well as far as in society is largely about music and the the music culture and i may be a little bit biased about that just because you know again i'm deeply involved on the music side of things and i wanted i'm just curious to know i guess like what what does it look like on the other side when, when we talk about dance in the in the dance culture now
1: well man um dance has so many different cultures you have concert dance culture you have the entertainment side you have the street dance culture with underground dancing mm-hmm. you have club dancing the party dancing culture you, you have so many different things like so many different cultures within dance so yes like it's very very diverse okay I feel like that's a, that's a good a good word to to describe dance culture it has so many mm-hmm. so many different faces so many different colors yeah man. okay so
0: okay so with in in terms of i guess like where where and where do you fall in that in that culture as far as uh <laughs> when it comes to dance where do, where do you fall in one of those categories
1: man i'm like somewhere everywhere <laughs> um i started off like you know in like the church Mm -hmm. uh work like with the with the liturgical dancing and all of that and then Mm -hmm. i went street dance culture and then Mm -hmm. i went to uh, more so the concert dance culture when i went to college at uncg to study dance in Mm -hmm. in a formal setting and i'm also in the entertainment industry because i've done a lot of work i've done Stuff with ushers team i've done you know things like with oscar grammy nominated filmmakers so i'm Mm kind of everywhere but like where i'm putting my feet like more more set is entertainment Mm -hmm. that's where i'm starting to really put my feet Mm
0: -hmm. now one i know one of the things i i'm often curious about especially with the arts, right, in general, whether you do music, whether you do dance, drama, or acting better yet, or even, you know, visual art, I'm always curious to know what, I guess, are the different things that can be done with dance in terms of career you know as far as me i i only understand on a basic level like just being a professional dancer or being a dance instructor or i guess choreographer as say it's the proper term but i guess what are some what are the other things out there that people who pursue a career in dance would have the uh i guess the the option to do
1: yeah that's a really great question man really really great question (laughs) (laughs) yeah man no really it is but there there, there's there's a few options man for someone that wants to be a dancer Mm -hmm. be a backup dancer Could be Mm -hmm. teacher, dance teacher, like either in the public school setting or in the studio setting. Studio owner, dance studio owner, and just so many, so many different things that you can be a professor, like as as I said before. But as a dancer, you have so many different different options.
0: So, who are some of the people that in within the culture? I guess like some of the most notable people within dance culture. Who who are some of those people uh, that you would say? I guess more so. I'm not even going to say they have to be well known, but within the dance culture, who are some of those who are some of the the individuals that people look to? Because say like with, say, uh, hip hop culture, people look to talk about people like Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar. You know, so those those I guess those iconic individuals who have, you know, made a major impact within uh, hip hop. Who are are some of those people that have done that within dance?
1: I say the first person that comes to mind is Misty Copeland. You probably heard of her and you're not even a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Misty Coke, the first African American ballet dancer to be a part of the the principal, to take the principal role in in the American Ballet Theater. That's that's Mm -hmm. a huge for, for her. Mm-hmm. African-Americans don't don't do that in the ballet world especially in that company for Misty Copeland mm-hmm. I say Alvin Ailey there's so many different people that dancers look up to will the Beast Adams for this generation yeah there's there's so many different to look up to but those those are the three that first that first. Came
0: mm-hmm. so something that just came to mind actually I was thinking about it because you know what like all these little these little uh, dances that mm-hmm. come out <laughs> mainly from yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like these when, like say like with New Boys or um, what was what was one of those a jerk. popular dances? You were jerk, I the know the jerk. A jerk. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You you know <laughs> You know what I think is cool when there are like little these these dances that come out that mm-hmm. and that become popular with these these songs and then like professional dancers, people, you know, like yourself, like they take and get a hold of it and it's almost like you guys clean it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Make because Right. Cause especially like you guys know the, um, for lack of a better term, like the dynamics mm-hmm. and can, you know, master the motions. <laughs> Cause yeah, I swear yeah. that's been times in college. I, you know, I've seen you do some of these dances at the parties mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, hey, yo, man. this is what it'll look like with a, pro doing it.
1: <laughs> hey, but look though, no, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say that I'm any better than them though, because you know, mm-hmm. when you think about, when you think about dance, when, I, when i'm talking about dance i'm talking about just like where, where where a lot of where a lot of moves come from it comes from people like either being in the club being in parties or whatever making up these moves with their friends and then all of a sudden somebody else does the same thing you did and then another person does what you do and then like it spreads and then it turns into a movement and then you got other people like me that might say oh snap that's dope And I'll probably do it and I'll take it and then make it into something else. And then somebody else will do the same thing. But it like really all starts like with that, man, like just with, you know, that that like that that call and response type thing. I I would say that that has so much value that would have as much value as me taking something from what they do and making it my own. You know, because that that would be the basis, whatever they're doing. Like, like you're a jerk, like new boys um, with them, with them doing you, you're you a jerk, whether they made it or not. I mean, that's that's like the basis from from as far as a lot of people know, you know, and then like whatever choreographer took, took like the reject and the pin drop and made it into something. Hey, you know, that that's dope, too. <laughs> you know,
0: right, right, right. You know, I I, I got to say, that I think that's really cool, too, Cause I think of it a lot like visual art. Mm-hmm. Art is art. Yeah. And so I think it's, I think it's cool to hear you say that no matter, uh, I guess, what level you're on, whether you, you're an expert or you're a novice, mm-hmm. that it's a, it's, it's unique and it, a dance is a dance and it's a form of artistic expression. So to hear you say, like, it doesn't matter how it, I do it and how I do it may look different from how they do it, but at the end of the day, like, it's dope. So I want to go ahead and um, hop into our trending topic, brought to you by CNN Business. Amazon Uh-oh. employees are listening to your conversations, which
1: they, they, is didn't not. Listen to this one? <laughs> Hold up! We're
0: <laughs>
1: talking about dance, Amazon. Come on now, we're just talking about dance. Don't, don't be trying to bring you know. Up it's so funny
0: helicopter. because you know, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day. You know, I have a, I bought a TV a few months ago. And it's like Amazon uh, teamed up with Insignia, and like it's almost like you know, with a, with a PC, it comes with Windows software, or a MacBook comes with Apple iOS software. Yeah. And y'all you know, was telling someone like IR Radio on my TV is only playing podcast apps now, because mm. clearly I have a podcast. I'm always talking about podcasts. Therefore, when they pushing ads, they pushing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> So,
1: okay, Alexa.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what the, they're saying that too. Like anybody that has Amazon Alexa like that, all of that stuff is being recorded. And it's just, I mean, in the age that we live in, it doesn't it doesn't come to me as any surprise now that people are, I mean, or that these companies are even doing that. But at the same time, like it does raise a, a certain level of concern because what are you like, you know, like what are you listening to? What are you trying to use against me? You know what I mean? Where do you draw the line on collecting consumer data?
1: Right, when, right. That's a great question. I mean, because even Facebook does it now. YouTube does it. Right. Google, I mean, they, they all do it. Like, oh, yeah, Go definitely. Forward. Yeah. Like, I, I guess, what, say, what, are you, what are you Yeah, man, I was just going to say, it just really depends on how far they're going. Like, is it only when I'm talking into the Alexa remote that you're listening to what I'm saying? Or even when Alexa isn't engaged, are you still listening to what I'm saying? Because I definitely understand that you want to be able to serve your employees to the best of your ability. But are you taking this too far by by listening to to, to everything that I'm saying? So I would say, man, I would actually want Amazon to send like an agreement saying that we we can hear everything that you're saying, like, you know, and and whatever way they would do it in the contract. I would want yep. them to make it very clear that the people that have Amazon, whatever, like Amazon Prime, Fire Stick, mm-hmm. whatever they have, that they know that they're being listened to. Right. Because then, cause that, that's, that's when the issue comes. It's as if you're listening for something, like you're, you're listening for something for well, whatever it is that you're listening for. Right. Um, because it's like, you don't, like you don't trust me or it could be for whatever reason. So it's like, why do you have to sneak around? you you, you want to always have we well, always want to have the, the trust of the people that you're working with you know the people that are buying from you, you always want their trust so i would say um amazon would have to in order to to make sure that that trust is secure they would have to send something to say you are being recorded whenever you speaking to alexa type in type in the uh the search bar whatever it is
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and then go from there
0: right and you know it's crazy what? it's like they say you know, you don't know who's listening.
1: <laughs> right, right. You never
0: know. <laughs> you never and now know. it's it's a thing of now in the very privacy of your own home, you still Ooh. don't know who's listening to Bruh, your conversation. Like right. And <laughs> See what I should tell go ahead and tell them, hey, if y'all listening to this, go ahead and plug me in and <laughs> spread the word <laughs> about the thing. Right, right. Spread the
1: word, same show. Same show. Shoot. Um, hey. <laughs> right.
0: You it's I was actually uh watching I was watching or reading up on something. Actually one of the a few people in Congress came together actually to uh put together a bill basically huh? putting um certain limitations and putting in place certain guidelines for big tech companies primarily that have over 100 million users, active users, and are collecting mass amounts of data. And I heard about that, and I said, I'm all for it. Right. And uh, because, yeah, because, I mean, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Hmm? Instagram, Hmm. Amazon, Google, they're all going to be affected by that.
1: And it's like you know. Man, I'm sorry, man. I just want to know, like, why do like why why are people so bent on like, like if you're if you're in, if you're in Amazon or Facebook or or Snapchat or Instagram, why are you so bent on knowing every single thing that people right. that use your services are saying? Mm-hmm. You know, like what like like what like why are you so why are you so bent on knowing that? You know, and I, I can I can understand that you want to you want to be able to keep keep your site safe for other people that, that have your, that use your services, same time, you know, it's, it's definitely still some limitations that have to be there.
0: Yeah. Cause at the same time too, you know, they want to have the competitive advantage and they, you know, everybody's always trying to figure out how can I push my product to these people? What more can I find out? And it's like, what more do you need to know? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, can, right. like they want to know every, and it's like, you know, the thing that irritates me now is, the constant changes when it comes to things like the algorithm on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter, them changing up what they show you on your timeline, uh, whether it be the latest news or, you know, the, the, the trending news or the most liked post or the most commented on posts. At a point, it, it starts taking away from the user experience.
1: It does. It does. I completely agree right. with you. Um, one, of, one of my friends. You tell me that seven percent of the seven percent of the people that follow you on Instagram see your post now. Wow. Yeah. Mm.
0: And it's like pretty much you get seen, you gotta almost like buy your way to like like these people now, you see more ads are popping up too. You know, all these sponsored ads yeah. and, and things of that nature. It's like you gotta buy your way to get your stuff seen now. Like, I mean, come on, like can it's it's becoming less social media mm-hmm. and <laughs> and right. more of a marketplace.
1: <laughs> right. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you. It's like it's like they they want you to buy now.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's it's funny how these things work. You know. I hope that something is passed by Congress or any government body to help put something in place to protect the consumers and put some of the limitations on these companies. You know, keep them from using our data against us for their personal because Everybody knows Jeff Bezos got enough money in the bank. So,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, man, right. I mean, he, he. How, how much richer can you get?
1: <laughs> right, um, right.
0: So that was our trending topic. Again, Amazon employees are listening to your conversation. Brought to you by CNN Business. Go check it out. Available all over the internet anyway. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's you know, been hearing about that. So let's go ahead and hop into the next topic, competing and supporting. You know, this is um, something I, I think about quite often, especially mm-hmm. in our generation. You know, we talk so much because we got a lot of grinders, uh, I see. And, I and, you know, I want to shout right. out everybody that's going and stepping out and, you know, going after their dreams, starting their own business, you know, trying to be their own and not work for the man. So Shout out to everybody for that. Right, uh, right, right. And so, but one of the things I always think about, because we always talk about, you know, I'm not competing with anybody. I am su- I support everybody. And I, I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But just one of the things I, I think about is, okay, cool. I support everybody too. You know, I want everybody to be able to do the best that they can. And I hope that everybody gets whatever, they, whatever it is they're going after in the wor- world. But then one of the things I also think about is too, in a sense, you are competing. Now, it may not be me competing with you per se, but with what I want to do, there might be somebody else in the world that wants to do the exact same thing as me. Heck, there's a lot of people with podcasts. But they, I, I was just doing research. There's like 700,000 podcasts now. And mm. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other 26-year-olds 26 26 out there with podcasts. There might be some of them out there that do it as a hobby. And there might be some out there like myself that want to have the next big podcast. Whether you know they wanna have a streaming deal with Spotify or Apple Music or Google Play Music or whether they wanna take and make it into a television show.
1: Yeah, 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 so yeah.
0: I want the best for that those people too. But at the same time it's like I'm going after the same thing. So therefore, in in a sense, I'm competing because we might be going after the same I don't know whether you the same resources or, you know, the same opportunity. So I gotta uh-huh. I got to beat that. I got to beat the next man to the punch. I got to shine. Uh, so wow. I guess what I'm saying is, it's nothing wrong with, you can support people. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with competing because I'm all for like friendly competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. So you, you feel where I'm coming from? I mean, what, what do you, what do you think about that? Cause I, I, you know, especially I, I look at you and I, I see you're, you're, you're very, you're very positive. You're very uplifting. You're, very encouraging uh I, I can tell you you rub off and give positive vibes and positive energy to those around you but at the same time i can see that that like that competitive instinct with, within you that's like yo i'm gonna get mine you know what i mean like
1: cause right you, right
0: there's only yeah, so man, much definitely. space go
1: ahead agreeing with you man yeah there's only so much space but um no i see i see where you're coming from and when you're thinking about like competing that's like such a loaded topic. When you're thinking about competing, it's like, you gotta think about your intention. Like, what, like, what are your right. intentions? Cause a lot of times people, like, they'll look at somebody, like, for me, like, as a dancer, somebody will look at another student in, in one of my classes, and then they'll, they'll look at them and they'll say, Oh, she, she's getting the teacher's attention. Now let me work even harder so that I can get the teacher's attention. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, it's, it's unhealthy competition. There's healthy competition right. in this. Unhealthy competition because that person is then doing it so that they can be praised by the teacher. And that's like a, a inconsistent thing that will make you feel good, but for so long. But when it comes to like competing so that I can put food on the table, when it comes to competing in my industry so that I can be become reparable, so I can become, you know, that person that I see myself becoming. I mean, not everybody can get that thing that you, you want, you know, including you. You know, I mean, like if I'm auditioning for Beyonce and she only wants 10 dancers and a 100 of us here, I mean, do the math, you know, <laughs> I mean, but guess what, though? You and me, we can go to the studio together. We can train together. We can do all of these things. Right. We can critique each other. We can build each other up and we can support each other in that way. When we go to the audition, though, it's not up to you and me who gets selected. It's up to that other person. So in that point, in that moment, yes, we are competing against each other. But we're not trying to step on each other. So some, some people right. in another, in another form of like unhealthy competition, like they, they try to step on the, the other person so that they can get higher to that next level so that they can get to where they want to go. And so that other person doesn't get to that place that, that they're both trying to go. I feel like that, that right. kind of competition is bad, but healthy competition is good. Like you're not going to work harder than me. I'm going to work harder than you. Okay. or oh, where are you going to work harder than me? Okay. Let, let, let let's do it. <laughs> you know right
0: so, yeah <laughs> you you bring up a great point you really do and and that that's the beauty of like having guests on cuz sometimes i say things and i may not have the right words but it helps when somebody else has the right words for me cuz i completely agree and you're you're spot on when you talk about healthy competition versus unhealthy competition mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like it's almost like you know cuz how i look at it is like don't be too passive about it You know Mm -hmm. don't don't be too passive and wanting to support everybody that you forget about yourself true you know but don't be so aggressive and competing and wanting to be on the top that you step on everybody on the way up or you you know you go about it the wrong way right it's it's so funny it's so funny you say that you know we're talking about training together it reminds me when i used to play football and (laughs) i used to Mm -hmm. tell people i'm like yo when we like yo you my boy yeah, we work out <laughs> together. We on the same team, but even in practice, bro. Like when we step when on, we that field, on that field, get on that field, right? Especially if you want to, especially mainly if you're on the other side of the ball, and we got to go, we got to go against each other, bro. I'm coming, I'm coming for your head, <laughs> coming for your neck, bro. Coming for your neck, <laughs> right, right. You know, but it's like when, when, the, when it's all said and done, you know, it's like yo, dab it up, good job, bro. Keep up the good work. You know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. You you mm-hmm. good you know what I mean respect respect so I you said it you said it so perfectly man you said it so perfectly because yeah I guess like I just kind of sometimes get concerned because I feel like people almost make it out to seem like it's not okay to p- compete that's just me personally like it's, yeah no it's I like, completely no, yeah yeah like competition is good because that's what makes us better but it has to be healthy competition because in having healthy competition you make yourself better you make everybody else better and you know i i tell people too right when when i do good and i figure things out when the next man comes and asks me how i did it i'm not going to be afraid to tell them because it's like yo success is success a lot of the same principles apply and if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Cliff, how did you do this? What did you do? What were the steps you took? I'm mm-hmm. going to tell them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going to see mm-hmm. you succeed at whatever it is you're trying to do. But it's those internal things because it's like, you know, but are you driven? Are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to do right. this, this, and that? You know? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, everybody's got their own style.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, only,
0: yeah. there's only one you and there's only one me. And that's, you know, because that's why I'm not afraid to share things with people because I know I'm unique and they're new, unique in their own way. So it doesn't, huh? you know, that's what I know sometimes with people that compete, like they're, they're afraid to lose whatever it is they have hmm. due to sharing with other people. They're afraid that people might take what they have and, you know, take it from them. But if you're really good at what you do. Right. There's nothing that anybody can do to take it from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. And then your motives are wrong too. I mean, if you're, if you do all of these things and you get to a certain point and then somebody asks you how you did it and then you don't want to tell them, your motives are wrong. Your heart is wrong. Right. You know, you were, you, you had an unhealthy competition. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It's, it's like my cousin said, so 28, he was like, you know, the only time I'm looking down is to pull the next man up. Straight up. You know, cause he's like, it's like they say, you know, it gets lonely at the top, but you should be wanting to bring more people with you to the top mm-hmm. because yeah. that because I think people miss out all, a lot of times. That when you do that, that makes you look better, yeah. When you can show yeah. that you can succeed at something and that you can bring people up, and <laughs> I don't hate that. We keep, I
1: love you know, it. it. I it's love com- it. Com-
0: it's, it's, it's well, no, it's coming up a lot. I was going to say Nipsey Husky you know, mm-hmm. is, is a great example of that. You know, he yeah. made it yeah. out and mm-hmm. then he went back to the hood gave yeah. people jobs, wanting to educate people, wanting to start STEM programs, and... things that
1: people been talking about doing, but he did it exactly, exactly because he got his and he know that his
0: talent is going to sustain him, his talent and his hard work. So it was it's, not, it's nothing for him to go back and start these different programs and uh you know to help put people in position to to be successful mm-hmm. because you know what he did he left something I did and even though in... You know, again, R.I.P. And but even though he's no longer with us, the legacy that he left because that's the thing, right there. Even though he may yeah. not have been the biggest hip hop artist, he had the biggest impact, and he had people yeah. inspired all across the world. And even didn't even know, right? And that's and that's because you know that's that's the thing for me. It's like I want to be able to touch individuals, like be successful mm-hmm. and be able to be able to touch somebody. Or somebody that yeah. I, that even that I don't know, but they know of me and they, man, both. Thing is, Cliff man. made an impact on me somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, man, like, I don't believe that there are successful people in this world. There might be, like, probably, like, a couple. I don't believe that there are successful mm-hmm. people in this world that don't want to share what they've done with people and how they can get there. I don't believe that there are people yeah. like that. I believe that that's a myth. I believe that a lot of people that, that have those feelings as if You know i don't want to share my 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 secrets to people um and how i'm going to get to where i'm going to go are they have a poverty mindset and then with the poverty mindset you're not going to get to that point they might get a little bit you might get a little bit of success but you're never going to become massively successful so i don't believe people that are truly successful holistically are are like that so i mean you can see i mean nipsey hustle he was massively successful and what did he do he um made he he gave jobs to the people that um were in his old hood i mean he and look at prince i mean prince did did so so many things so many charitable things that nobody knew about you know right i mean he got like right all of these people that 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 always want to invest back into or invest into people that are interested in how they got to where they are I, I definitely believe that um, that whole unhealthy competitive type thing that 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 lies with broke-minded people, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. I and you know that's you know that's a that's one of the things you know I, I like about you know just having conversations with you in general. You know, we all because you know when every time we get together, we we have these mm-hmm. kinds of conversations. Yeah, I was just telling somebody earlier today about the conversation that we all had. Uh, Oh gosh, whose birthday was it? We were all in Charlotte. I think it was Chris's birthday. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I couldn't make that one, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, oh, y'all was in you, Oh restaurant. yeah, you missed it. Oh yeah, that sit, we had this really dope sit down conversation.
1: Uh, at the
0: table and you know those conversations we used to have back in college, and, you know, we just
1: talked around table and, discussion.
0: Right. <laughs> I was going to do a recording of one of those one day, man. man. Uh, boo, Those jumps be deep, man. And deep. have you coming out feeling brand new, man, I swear. <laughs> man, listen. You yeah, know, take whole, each other to holy church. Person. Man,
1: I'm talking about the gospel. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so I want to go ahead and get into the interview. Uh, you know, let the listeners learn a little bit about you, learn uh, about what you do and the things you got going on. So, how'd you get? I want to start. How did you get
1: in the dance? Ooh, ooh how did I get in the dance? Okay. Um, uh, man, my I remember it was December fifth, two thousand eight. That's when I took my first dance class ever, and it was at my cousin's church. Shortly after I took my first dance class, my mom and my dad got into a really bad altercation, and me and my mother. Long story short, we ended up leaving. Our home in Goldsboro and moving to Greenville where my family was and during that time I was still taking classes at my cousin's church I mean I eventually ended up joining the church and I joined the dance company and when we performed what we had been practicing on practicing for at the black history free program that she had when I got on that stage just something something happened I don't know how to explain it but I had an out-of-body experience like I felt as if everything that I had father being abusive mentally and physically my mother with all of the persecution that i dealt with with every single thing that i dealt with none of that mattered in that moment because i felt that god had meant for me to be this and it was my first time performing officially because i I did i did some some things as a little kid but i don't don't only count it was like my first time performing and that feeling stayed with me Continue to to work and to train with different dances that came out on YouTube, like the Jerk. I remember that came out around 2009. I was doing that a lot. Started looking at other dance tutorials on YouTube, like how to wave and how to freestyle. I remember looking at videos of Let Twins. You know the two the two tall twins that danced with Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. I used, to, I used to look at them. I looked at them when they were when they first got famous. Matter of fact, it was before they got famous. Famous, so they were famous in the dance world. And I would mm-hmm. study them, and I would try to do the moves that they were doing while they were doing it, while I was watching it on YouTube, and I'd look terrible. I sucked big time, but I just kept on sucking until I got better. So yeah, man, my, my, my dance journey started in the church after my mom and dad had separated and then divorced, and then continued through YouTube, and then eventually the dance classes and then and the G.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And this is I'm 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 really because there's a there's a lot more that listeners don't know and I, you'll share soon. But yeah, I because I you know I look at you and I look at your journey and it's so inspiring. It, it really is, and to see you continuing to have the success that you're having and, and to have the bright future that you have ahead of you, it's just I, I look and I'm in awe. I'm just like
1: man, oh man,
0: this guy's dope, you know. <laughs> and um, hey, man, you I know, I say it I say it all the time with with the people i have around me you know i I surround myself with highly successful individuals Mm go-getters and Mm -hmm. you know i I look at all of you guys like y'all make me want to drop whatever it is i'm doing and
1: (laughs) you know like (laughs) get
0: back to the grind you know what i mean like yo okay to the grind right you know it's like they working i need to do something i'm working you know what i mean i I need to get working too you know it's like wow i'm sitting here wasting time and you know, I'm looking at what they doing. I need to figure, I need to figure out what the heck I'm doing.
1: <laughs> I'll be feeling the same way, bro. I'll be feeling the same way. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and it's it's so good to have all that kind of positive energy. I want you to share with the listeners about from UNCg and some of the things that had transpired during and post that because you did some, you had some really dope opportunities and you re- you did some really dope things. So you know, I want you to to share with them, you know, piece of that journey.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, I'd I definitely love to share because there might be some dancers listening, it might be somebody that wants to dance. I'd definitely love to share. Um, so let's start. Uh, I guess I'll start with me auditioning for UNCG. Mm-hmm. Thing is, man, one thing that a lot of people really don't know, unless you like really follow my journey, that I got denied to UNCG the first time I applied for UNCG. Actually, the first two times I got denied. I went to the dance audition for the dance department anyway. I went there and I gave it my absolute all at that audition, but prior to the audition, I found out that you had to have ballet training. This was three months prior, so within that three months, guess what I did? I YouTube ballet, and I was oh. doing ballet moves all wrong, but I was training three hours each day. And then my cousin, who who remember who I, I, I was dancing at her her church, she eventually got mm-hmm. the money to to buy a studio, so. I would take classes at her studio for an hour in ballet once a week, and then I would go back to my grandparents' house when my mom was at work, and I would spend hours working on ballet for for that entire, entirety of those three hours. So, in three months, at the end of the three months, I got to the the UNCG audition, and I gave it my absolute all. And by the grace of God, I got accepted. When I got accepted, I felt so elated, so so happy, so inspired! Like, oh my God, I'm I'm gonna be able to go to the to the to the university of my dream. But it it wasn't that simple. You continue to scroll through that email, and you see you still haven't been accepted into the university, although you have been accepted into the the school of dance. You are going to need to either go to a two year university, not two university, I'm sorry, a community a community college, or you know, like they gave me some different options. But what I did. Me and my mom, we talked about it. My mom, she was huge, huge in everything that happened. She sent my updated transcript to UNCG. Sent them a long email. Saying, Please accept my son. He really, really loves to dance. Please accept my son. She sent a really long email to UNCG. They review my updated transcript, with my updated SAT scores, and my updated GPA, and then I get accepted into UNCG student and as a dance major and that moment right there was probably one of the biggest moments of my life because when i went to UNCG i changed completely as a dancer at first all i had was experience dancing in the church and what i learned from youtube but when i got to UNCG i changed completely there were so many so many different dancers there were so much more experience than me that that did make me feel out of place That did make me feel insecure. Sometimes they would even rub that in my face. With me not having a training that I didn't have, they would say certain things and, and, you know, sometimes very subtle, but I would catch it and they would say certain things and, and make me feel some type of way. But I kept pushing and I kept fighting and I kept working. And by the time my senior year came, my professor, she asked me, just me to perform my senior piece in the music, theater and dance commencement in our departmental commencement. And with her to ask me, the guy that had no ballet training, no contemporary training, mm-hmm. just yeah. YouTube, I'm talking about for her to ask me and not even consider the dancers that have been dancing since they were three. Oh. That's nothing but but the grace of God, right there, right. You know, so when when God like when God puts something on your heart, you got to continue. You got to go after that. You got to go after that thing, no matter what anybody else is saying, because Satan might be using whatever he might be using them to try to distract you from what it is that God has already put in your heart. Once God put it in your heart, that's it, straight up. So God right. put that in my heart, and. She asked me to perform my piece at a UNCG commencement. And you know what comes with that. I mean, people, they said things. They, they were like, Oh, why does he get to do this? Why? You know, you know how people talk, but right. I performed at UNCG's commencement. And then it, it was such a, such an experience. It, it felt, it felt almost like that moment when I was first on stage, to be honest. <laughs> it, it felt like that. Now that I'm thinking about but Yeah, man. Like, and I had. That opportunity, and then post graduation, I had an opportunity to perform in the John F. Kennedy Center. I've also had an opportunity, many opportunities actually, to work with filmmakers from all around the world through Experimental Films Virginia, which is an artist residency in which dancers and filmmakers and different artists from all around the world, like from Italy, from Korea, from the United States, all of these places come into one place in Cape Charles, Virginia. And spend two weeks with each other and they work on dance films to present at the end of that two-week period. I've, I've done that and I have worked with Oscar-nominated filmmakers and through those opportunities I had one huge opportunity to work with Usher's team and to compete. funny we we're just talking about uh, competition but I had the opportunity to compete in Usher's megastar competition and I was top five in the world for a good long time but i just couldn't hold that top five long enough to make it to the but i did i
0: remember that actually because that's when huh. we you were uh having everybody you were asking everybody to help share the video and everything Mm-hmm. yep yeah. i remember that and i i remember being a part of you know helping share and all that kind of good stuff yeah that was
1: big man, that was real big man man i appreciate <laughs> you for real i really do man it's crazy man because i remember like Bro, it was months after that, like six, seven months after Megastar, people that I didn't even know, like people that for like a friend of like they they were friends of a friend. And they were like, man, yeah, man, I shared your video, man. I I tried to vote for you, man. I was like, oh, word, I appreciate you, man. What's your name? (laughs) You know, right, right, right. That's so crazy, man. But like God really put me on that stage to show me that. It doesn't matter the limitations that people put on you because I am your God and I showed you what it is that you can do. I put this in your heart. You're a dancer. You can do whatever it is that you can, that you put your mind to. You just need to get out of your head and you throw all that crap away that people are saying. Whatever it is that people right. do, whatever it is that you do, like with your podcast, you got to throw, throw it all away, which I already know you do. You got to throw it all away what people are saying, whatever they're saying. If somebody wants to be a motivational speaker and somebody saying, oh, you can't even speak clearly. What? You, you have a stuttering problem. Steve Harvey had a stuttering problem. He's on TV every single day talking, <laughs> you know, like, right. you, you got to throw all of that stuff away, throw it all away, and then just go after what you want. I told people, and I'm going to say it out loud right now, so I'm going to keep myself accountable. I'm going to be a millionaire as a dancer. I'm going to be a millionaire and it's crazy because i remember posting on my facebook like two years ago i said what does it take for a dancer to make the same amount of money or the same salary as a doctor and i was so serious and this was like when facebook first started implementing the the different types of reactions like the heart reaction the laugh. oh yeah the
0: emojis yeah
1: emojis uh uh-huh bro i got so many laugh reactions on that People looked at that and they thought, oh, that's just Emmanuel being Emmanuel. That's just, he's just being himself. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right about right. being myself. I said all that to say, you know, I'm really long winded right here, but I said all that to say, man, that whatever it is that you want to do, go after it. Limitations don't exist.
0: You know what's funny? What's up? You made me think because, you know, people laugh, right? And mm-hmm. you made me realize something in telling your story. Because a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, this individual is cocky. This individual has a big ego and this individual thinks that they're all that. And it's like, have you heard their story, though? Have Have you heard? heard, Do you know what they had to overcome Mm -hmm. to get to where they are that they have? And because I don't call it being cocky. That's Mm -hmm. a really high level of confidence because Mm -hmm. it'd be a different story and it's funny i think it was episode uh 20 26 or 27 i had mal on and we were talking about mm-hmm. cockiness um confidence mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. being humble and mm-hmm. you know one of the things you're saying like individuals that are cocky they just do it to you know to, uh, they're trying to they're trying to almost appease everyone like they they're trying to prove something to people that they that don't care but that's not exactly. the case with you you're not you're not trying to prove anything to anybody because you know what you can do and you're very confident in yourself and you're only, if yeah. you're proving to anybody, it's yourself that yeah. you can do, you know what I mean? You, you, that you can do whatever it is that you set out to do. And it's, you know, you reminded me of uh, Ray Lewis. You know, one of the things he said uh, when he was at uh, University of Miami, uh, mm-hmm. before he went to the league, obviously, you know, he said, uh, you know, I said something in college and some people call it cockiness. I called it confidence, but he's like, I'm going to be the best player ever to come out of the U.
1: And, and, and you,
0: yeah. Be the be the yeah. best
1: player,
0: shoot right. That's exactly what he ended up doing. He is the best player to ever come out of Miami. He is one of mm-hmm. the arguably the best linebacker to ever play in the NFL, and he called mm-hmm. it years ago. He called Bruh, it, and,
1: man. It, so it is, it, but Hawaii? you know, people.
0: You know, I had a talk with one of my uh, one of my really good people. I mm-hmm. call her Auntie. You know, she was saying, you know, people people get intimidated by other people's success, especially when you set out for something very, very high that seems, that seems very unattainable because mm-hmm. not many people accomplish whatever that is in the world. And so when mm-hmm. people see you trending in that direction and seeing you making those moves and making things yep. happen and getting those accomplishments yep. that will take you in that direction, people are like, dang, he's mm-hmm. really doing it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't yep. believe yep. someone could do that. <laughs> yep. and then they try to get over the bandwagon. Right. Like people think that stuff is overnight. And it's like, no. But you watch the journey and you see the the things that that person went through to get to get to wherever it is they're trying to go. And you're like, hey, like he said he was gonna do it and he did it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I I want to go back to something that you said, man, like about Ray Lewis saying that he was him saying that he's the best. Like he's gonna be the best. Mm -hmm. I completely like am for that. You know, and, and it's so funny. I mean, somebody, they can disagree with me or whatever. When jaque said what he said about him being one of the kings of R&B, him being, because I, I think that he did say all, all respect he, he to the actually, people that came before me.
0: He, I believe he did say uh, he's the king of R&B. Like
1: he, he claimed crown. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, we know it's not true. But what I'm saying is my boy got that confidence. To say that, you know what I mean, and like right. he didn't even say say it in a way like, oh, I'm the king of R&B. Van draw suck, Al Green suck. You know he didn't he didn't right. say it in that way. In the in the video, he did respect the people that came before him, and he said, hey, I feel like I'm the king of R&B right now. And he got all these people slamming him. First of all, like you said, Cliff, you don't know that man's story. Secondly, even though this man, he may not. Be the king of R and B at this moment, but you don't know his work ethic. You don't know his grind. He just might get to that point, you know. And it's so many people, average people, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to come down to anybody, but it's so disgusting. People are so average that they will spend all their time talking about another human being. You know, like I'm gonna tear this other human being that doesn't even know I exist. I'm gonna talk down about him. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Facebook statuses about him. I'm gonna share all of these memes about him. And just because he's saying that he's the king of R and b he's this, he's that, da da, da da da, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it my job and I'm gonna put all this energy into talking about another human being and talking down on him, you know? Like people do that for people like him. They've done it for LeBron James, you know, like people that are in another's atmosphere that other people just aren't in. They tend to spend so much energy trying to discredit certain people, you know. Like I just, I don't, and I'm not trying to put, you know, Jacquees, LeBron James in the same category. Right, right. I'm just trying to make that clear to our listeners, you know. Uh, LeBron James, the guy, he got a little bit more, um, you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to LeBron make a point. James. You know, yeah, you know, LeBron, LeBron James, LeBron James, uh, number twenty three. But um, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is. The people that are talking, let me just go and make a point. The people that are talking about LeBron James, people that are talking about, you know, people like Jaquie, people that are talking about people, Kobe Bryant and whatever, they are not making nearly as much money as these people are, but yet you still have an opinion about them. There's something, I don't understand how I can be struggling financially and I'm going to make an opinion about this person who is winning. It's like I'm giving constructive criticism without constructing anything that you don't have right, the credibility. Right. I'm sorry. You just right. don't.
0: <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. What are, what are some things you got going on now
1: in your career? Yeah. Well, right now, man, I am at this point getting ready to move to Atlanta, preparing for that to be um, late August. I do move again. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm wanting to get into more of the entertainment side of this industry and i can't do that per se north carolina go right. somewhere where it's really really popping i believe that atlanta really has what i'm looking for so yeah man I've been doing that but i've been teaching a whole lot teaching so much teaching kids of all yeah i ages. see the videos
0: that's 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 pretty dope and I, I mean no better way to you know stay abreast on your skills than to teach somebody else
1: yeah You're right about that. You're right about that, man. See, I teach a lot. It's just funny. A lot of people always ask me about the little the little boy that I teach. I post his videos of him freestyling all the time. People ask me about him. Andrew, a nine-year-old boy. You've probably seen a a video of him. But he's an amazing, amazing freestyler. And people always ask me, like, how did you teach him how to freestyle? And I say, honestly, this boy just does everything I ask him. (laughs) You know, so... (laughs) It's just funny, you know how, how that how that works. But yeah, I man, I teach, you know, nowadays teaching and getting ready for this move and seeing the work and build up my personal brand.
0: So how how often do you? Because I know being a dancer and a choreographer, of course, it requires. I mean, it's just like a sport, really. You
1: know, you gotta stay in shape and
0: you gotta stay in good physical condition. How, how often, in terms of like your diet and in terms of like your your workout plan, what is what does that look mm-hmm. like?
1: Yeah, man, like when I, when I'm eating, I try to limit junk that I'll put in. If I'm Mm going to eat wheat, if I'm going to eat fried food, I limit that. Try to do, if I'm going to turn, like turn up on the cookout, if I'm going to turn up on the fried chicken, I try to do that on the weekend, you know, but throughout the week, keep it, keep it clean. I fail a lot, but that's, that's the goal. When it comes to working out, I go to the gym three times a week. And I I do a lot of lifting, I cardio, I box, I hit the heavy punching bag and go to the gym. I do a lot of that. I also spend time in the studio working on my craft. Teaching, you know, that that does take a lot out of me, but I always try to make sure that I have something to teach. If I'm not working on myself, I can't teach other dancers
0: to do that Right. That's dope stuff. I'm excited for you. As a friend, I'm proud of you. And, you know, as always, do all the best. So I know there's a lot in store for you in your mm-hmm. future. You know, I'm always down to do whatever I can to help. So real quick, tell the uh tell the listeners where they can, you know, find you on social media so that they can stay abreast of everything you got going on and especially when you blow up, you know, they be able to, you know, say I've
1: watched hey. the journey. <laughs> First of all, I appreciate you brother. I really do. You're yeah, a dope individual man. Yeah man, for everybody else that wants to follow me on social media, my Instagram is showtime with two E. Underscore, So that's S-H-O-W-C-I-M-E-E underscore. And my name on Facebook, if you want to find me up there, is Emmanuel, like the Bible. And for those for people that don't read the Bible, let me spell it for you. E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. So if I ain't funny. <laughs> And my I'm and
0: talking. I got the silent laugh Ooh. going on over here. What are you saying? <laughs> oh man, yo! For those of you that don't read the Bible, <laughs>
1: hey man, I'm just kidding myself. <laughs> Hey, can can I be myself in front of y'all, man? Can I be myself? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, but y'all better but, get um, you
0: get the word if you ain't got it yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but for Facebook, yeah, it's E M M A N U E L face last name Malete M A L E T E. Yeah, man. If you want to follow me on YouTube, same as Facebook.
0: Word, appreciate that, man, and thank you for coming on. Greatly appreciate it again like i said earlier it's always great talking to you we always have productive conversations i'll tell you i got a lot, i got a little bit of motivation and inspiration doing this interview I, I love these kinds of interviews too When i when i get a little person oh, yeah. you know to get me back on the, you know well, i ain't gonna say back on the grind but making me want to step up my grind so
1: <laughs> straight up straight up man um, hey, let's go let's do it
0: and for those of you listening remember you haven't done so, and I don't know why. At this point, thirty-one episodes in, go follow the same show on Instagram and Twitter, same underscore show. That's S A N E underscore show. The same show on Facebook. Check us out on all streaming platforms. And I want to thank everybody that's been listening and riding hard for the same show. Thanks to uh, my some of my friends that's been listening, and you know it means a lot when I get those texts in the morning or at night, telling me how you guys like the episode or whatever. So it means a lot. So thank you to everybody from the U.S. to the U.K., to Canada, to Belgium, to Germany, to France, Australia, Panama, and anywhere else in the world I may not recognize where we got people listening. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Keep listening. Subscribe, like, share, follow, tell your mama, tell your brother, your sister, your friends about the same show. Thank you again, Manny and everybody. This is the same show, the show about nothing, everything. Episode 31 with professional dancer and choreographer, Emmanuel Showtime, Millette. (laughs) And until Mm. next time, we're out.